This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1848. Should you be verbing at work? Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. Verbing isn't something that just happens in Silicon Valley. Natives often change a noun into a verb to save time. Today, you'll learn how to do this to modernize your business English. Listen in. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hey, Aubrey, uh, what are you up to? Oh, right now I'm recording a podcast. What are you up to? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Not a whole lot. Just, uh, yeah, enjoying the afternoon. Uh, are you summering anywhere this summer? <laughs> I am. I am summering in Idaho. I don't usually say that, though, because no. summering implies like you own a second residence, oh. right? It implies wealth. So I just say we're going to spend the summer in Idaho. <laughs> Yes, I was just having this conversation with some friends, I think just yesterday. Um, and we were asking people if they use that. And it really does. It is a red flag. It does sound really, really snobby, right? It if does. you say that. Yes. Because it implies wealth or at least the good fortune of having a second residence, of having that flexibility to summer somewhere or winter somewhere. A lot of people winter in Phoenix where we have a beautiful winter. Oh, do they really? That's so oh, yeah. funny. We call them sunbirds <laughs> when they are up, you know, somewhere in Minnesota or somewhere up in the snow, they'll come down and spend just like January, February, March in Phoenix and oh, winter in Phoenix. Interesting. Okay. On the East coast that happens in Florida, people come mm. from New England and they go down to Florida. Yes. Um, so that's interesting. So guys, yeah, stay away from making summer or winter a verb. No one says springing or falling. Nope. <laughs> nope. Because we don't really do. Usually we're just at our, at our homes. Um, but yeah. avoid those just because you don't want to sound tone deaf. You don't want to sound out of connection with people. Yeah, this is interesting to talk about. We do this, we call it verbing, where we take a noun and we turn it into a verb. But Fun. for those two, it does sound snobby because it implies such wealth, right? No so question. maybe yeah. avoid that. But there is another one that's fun. You can say vacation. We like to vacation in Hawaii. We like yeah. to vacation in the woods. Yeah. That doesn't sound snobby because you could mean camping, right? Yeah, I mean, and everyone go, I mean, not everyone. I don't want to you know, be tone deaf myself, but a lot of people go on vacation. It's common to go on vacation. 
common, but it it's less common. Extreme wealth, right? Exactly. It's less common to have like a summer home or a winter home. Yes, totally. Yes, um, exactly. But this, we do this in business English all the time, mm. verbing. So this is such a great skill for you guys to know and just to understand when you hear others doing it as well. So we're going to break this down, first of all, and then share the most common verbing that we do in English. I love it. This is going to give you guys the real, real language for the office. And this is from Grammarly. We love Grammarly. So good. So let's see what they said over here about verbing. What did they yeah, say? Yeah, so they're saying grammarians refer to this as denominalization. Mm -hmm. I can see why we took that and called it verbing, because that is a difficult word to yeah, say. Yeah, no one wants to say that. <laughs> yes, right. But it's just that act of converting a noun into a verb. Okay. So if there isn't an existing verb that exactly describes what you want or takes too long to say, we'll just turn the nearest noun into a verb. So as a quick example, the word table, you've likely heard in business English, someone say, let's table this, let's mm. table this issue, meaning, you know, let's put it on hold, let's save it for later, but it takes several words to say that. Oh, so yeah. we take the noun table and turn it into a verb. Yes, I love that. So interesting. So that is a really good example. And we're going to go through a few more examples now, guys, of what you're likely to hear from your coworkers, right? You're likely yes. to hear these. So be ready for them and just come back and use them, right? Yes, use them. You will sound so native and natural oh to use these. And you're saving everyone time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Okay, right. so the next Ooh, one yeah. is calendar, which just means to put something on the calendar, Ooh. to put a date, put a meeting on the calendar, but yeah. we'll turn it into a verb and say, can we calendar some dates to meet next week? Yeah, and there's something about, I don't know what it is, but it feels easier sometimes and less direct to make up new words and use them in business. Totally. Do you feel that way? It is easier, right? One word yeah. instead of four. I mean, it is, but you know what I mean is like, uh, like in terms of communication, just like not being too intrusive. Maybe it's in my own head, oh, but sort saying. of making up a new word ends up sound like feels kind of silly and fun. And so you're playing around with the person a little bit. And so it's yes. less direct in my mind. Yes. I see what you're saying. It's a little more informal. Yeah, informal. It's a little more playful. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, playfulness. Exactly. And it makes you sound, um, and this was on Grammarly too, I noticed, it makes you sound less traditional, sort of fresher, more like with the times. Mm, yes. And that's why I think it might be because it adds a new element to what you're saying. So it might be easier to use. Again, don't use this with everyone all the time. You know, right. check out your company culture, see if it's acceptable. But a lot of companies now are like our listeners are working for modern companies and you know, they're using these things. No question. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So that one I hear all the time, you'll just hear someone say like, okay, let's calendar that when they're talking about needing to hmm. meet later, like instead of saying, let's get it on the calendar right now, they'll just really quickly say, okay, let's calendar it. Ah, okay. So wait, just so I'm clear right now. So we are putting dates on the calendar, right? When exactly, we calendar right? We're scheduling okay. meetings, we're scheduling appointments, there's something coming up that we need to put on the calendar. And okay. we just use that word calendar as a verb. Oh, I'm learning something new now. <laughs> this is good. Yes, right? You got to start doing that. <laughs> yeah, I got to do that. All right. The next one is to, uh, to action. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this one's new for me too. But the, but the, the concept is definitely not new. I, I know exactly what we're talking about here. To take for action sure. on something. How about exactly. we action that now rather than waiting until next week? It's not auction that, it's action that. Action. Yeah, it's interesting. So the, you know, the long way to say that would be take action on this, right? Yes. Let's do something about this now. That yes. takes so many words. So instead, we take the noun action and action, and we turn it into a, that verb, right? We also have action items, right? Mm -hmm. We we have all these action items we want to do. So in the same way, we're using it as a verb to say, okay, let's action this. Let's action that. It just means let's do something about it now. Oh, so good. So good. All right. I hope you guys are writing these down for, you know, tomorrow at work. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, All right. What's the next one? Workshop, right? This means to work together to figure something out. So when we use this as a verb, Aubrey, are we implying that we're going to host a workshop or are we saying we're going to kind of huddle together as a team? Yeah, it's the huddle together as a team, right? So we're taking the noun of a workshop and instead of attending this workshop, Mm -hmm. we are using that as a verb to do what you would do at a workshop, right? So we say like our team will workshop this plan and get back to you, meaning we're going to, like you said, huddle together, figure it out, and then get back to you. I like that one. That's so easy to say. It's so actionable. And then the Mm -hmm. last one, guys, is task, right? Assign a task. And sometimes I find this hard to pronounce, but I was tasked with lowering costs. How do you yeah, pronounce that? Yeah, the K yeah, followed by the T sound is a yes. little hard. Tasked. Because mm-hmm. we do, we'll say this in the past to talk about something you were assigned to do. I was tasked with doing that. Right. And it's the same for me. To get from the K sound to the T sound is not that easy. It takes a little practice. But don't you think that most native speakers uh, would just say I was tasked with lowering costs? They would just completely not even try to pronounce the K. I kind of mm, think I, I kind of think point. that's what when I do. When we're speaking quickly, we do yeah. we almost just eliminate the K to save time to make it easier. Yeah, so just watch out for that guys. That could be really challenging and you want to make sure you can orient yourself so you can listen to those and understand. Right, Aubrey? Yes, for sure. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Okay, let's go for a role play. I know our listeners love those role plays, Aubrey. So let's go yes. for it. Where are we awesome. here? What's our we scenario? We are in a business meeting and we're going to try to use all of these most common business verbs, this verbing. Verbifying, right? Yes, Verbifying, I right. love it. <laughs> all right, we need to table that issue for now. Okay, sounds good. Let's calendar our next appointment. Yep, can do. But first, we need to action these first few items. Okay, we may need to workshop the best way to do that. <laughs> Good point. I'm going to task you with creating a team to head that up. Oh my God. All nice. I could think of was Silicon Valley, that show. <laughs> totally. If you guys haven't seen that, I know you will hear all of these used if you watch Silicon Valley. Yeah, because if you imagine, you know, because we're using all these in the same conversation, it leads to the idea that we have a company culture that's very, you know, 
uh, cliche Silicon Valley, you know? <laughs> so, totally. And they that show does such a good job at poking fun of yeah. that typical, you know, startup, tech startup, and all of the, the there's actually some really funny things that go along with oh, it's it. It's so funny. It's so funny, guys. Check it out. Um, all right, let's go through this for our listeners. I said, guys, we need to table that issue for now, right? That's one of the verbs we learned. Meaning to set it aside, we're going to think about it later. Yes, love it. And then I said, let's calendar our next appointment using that noun calendar as a verb to say, let's put this next appointment on the calendar. Yeah, and it is much more efficient because normally I'll say, let's get it on the calendar, right? It takes too long to say all of that. Okay. This is faster. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Save time. Um, And then I said, yep, can do. But first, we need to action these first few items. The first time you read this, it doesn't feel, you say it and you think, oh my gosh, it should be auction, maybe, right? It doesn't feel right. Yeah. But, you know, we know what we're doing. This is when you haven't used that much, right? I have heard this used. All right, we need to action this, meaning we need to take action on this right now. Yes. Yeah. If you get, I mean, once you get used to it, you'll get it, right? It's very common. Yes. I also want to point out something I accidentally included in the role play. The first thing you said there is so native to say, yeah, can do, instead of like, we can do that. We shorten it and we just say, can do. That's a great bonus for our listeners, guys. Write that one down, right? Can do or yep, can do. Um, That's a great one where we eliminate the subject. We don't say, you know, it's already implied. We already know that we're saying we can do that. So we don't need those extra words. Yeah, can do or will do. Maybe this is for another Mm -hmm. day. Guys, hit follow on the podcast so you don't miss these episodes. We're going to cover this another day. Can do and will do. I just texted will do to a one of our business colleagues, Mm -hmm. our partner, one of our consultants when he made a suggestion like try this and I say will do and that was it in the text message, right? Simple. I feel like I respond to some of your emails that way. Like I don't have a lot of time. I'm just... (laughs) You do. do. Yeah. yeah. And that's (laughs) totally fine. There's nothing, nothing rude about that. Nothing disrespectful. Right. Right. It's, it's really fine when you're on a certain level with your teammates, with your managers, it's okay guys, but make sure you're there. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good point. Mm -hmm. So then the next one I said was we'll need to workshop the best way to do that. Meaning like, okay, we're going to have to meet together. This is not, you wouldn't say workshop for yourself. Like if I'm saying I can figure this out on my own, I wouldn't (laughs) say I'm going to workshop that. This implies more than one person. Like you said, huddling together. That's more than one person meeting and discussing something. Right. And again, different from like a formal workshop day where maybe they're bringing in an outside trainer and they have someone coming in, right? That would be a formal actual workshop in the noun format, guys. Okay. Yeah. We're using it more like the word brainstorm, right? We're going to need to like brainstorm the best uh, on top of brainstorming, like more action, like Mm -hmm. brainstorm and work through how to do this. Yeah. Maybe like do some of the work, right? Hands-on. Workshop has a real hand hands-on feeling to it. Yeah. Um, All right. The last one I said was, good point. I'm going to task you with creating a team to head that up, right? I'm going to task you. Good. Yes. Yeah. And we really hear that a lot more now instead of like, I'm going to assign you to that or assign you this task. I feel like I hear this all the time. I'm going to task you with that. It's just faster, very native. Yes, I love it. So guys, the thing to remember today is you want to be able to reflect your colleagues. You want to be modern, right, Aubrey? This is all about being modern in business English. Exactly, right? You should be verbing at work. Not only does it save time, (laughs) it makes you sound more native and natural. We're quite informal in business English when we know people well. And so we'll often do this, save time by converting a noun to a verb. 
Yeah, you should be verbing. I love that. I love that. That's a fantastic way to put it. And guys, <laughs> go for it. Let us know how it goes and come back to us with your questions, right? If this, if you try this and you, you know, questions come up in your head, come back to, uh, write an email to lindsay at allersenglish.com and we'll put your question into our show. All right, guys. Good stuff. Yes. Awesome. Thanks, Lindsay. This is a really fun one. Yeah, I good one. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. <laughs> All right. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.